Welcome to podcast 18-008. This is Forged by Fire. My name is Ryan Stevens. I'm here with my buddy, fellow veteran, freedom fighter, Rob Hefley. What's up, dude? Not much, man. Just excited to be here today. Excited, man, to hang out. I've been out of the country and we haven't had a chance to connect. And uh, a big apology to you guys. Say, hey, why don't you have some more podcasts done? But I've been gone and Ryan's been really busy. Dude, we burn it at both ends of the candles, man. You only get one life. I told a guy yesterday, I said, when I roll up to the grave, literally, I want to slide in like Evil Knievel and just roll out the door, land in the grave and just be done. Oh man, I about slid in last night after that uh, huge freedom ball fire the <laughs> into the into the fireworks. Uh, I mean, give us your grid coordinates and kind of include a little bit about you know even last night because I had a blast at the at the S7 tactical fireworks uh, display. Man, I appreciate that, dude. I'm doing really good actually. Um, one thing that's been big on my plate right now, Rob, is I hear the word busy a lot. I, man, I'm so busy. I'm busy. I'm busy. And I've been thinking about it and are you busy or are you productive? And so let me tell you, man, I've been really intentional about being productive, getting things done. And so, man, I've had so much stuff happen since we last met. And so it's always a good time to get in your, you know, in the presence of and talk to our listeners and read some of the feedback that's coming back from Forge by Fire. But things specifically, man, I got um, contacted by Conway Fire Department to teach some warrior leadership it was really cool so we had that you know that opportunity to stand in front of these guys that you know protect our communities and run towards fire i mean think about this rob when police officers get to the worst case scenario who do they call they call swat right and so if swat gets in real bad problems who do they call they call the feds right so who does the firefighters call (laughs) <laughs> the yeah. firefighters that are on scene, dude, right? So what happens, yeah. these guys are frontline fighters. And so uh, I had the opportunity to stand there and tell them about leadership and um, and PT them a little bit. And, uh, and st- Give us like an idea what kind of PT you did. What what, what was exactly going on? Um, so what we did was I used ammo can as kind of a facilitator. So we fill up ammo cans with, with sand and rocks. And then what I do is I make them, it's called a combat conditioning exercise and it builds cohesion, teamwork, and then makes them focus on uh, mission completion. And uh, so I make them work as a team, make them count as a team, move as a team. And what it does is it drives out leadership qualities in people. And then at the end, we talk about it. Like a guy who walks in and he's like, uh, I'm not doing that. And he puts his head down. What kind of leader is that? That's the same kind of leader who's like, hey, man, we need to fill sandbags. Conway's going to flood. And then you're the leader comes out with your head down. And so um, we just pick out those leadership qualities. I got to do that, which was super cool. And it was kind of cool. I got to teach firefighters how to firemen's carry, which was really weird. Do you know what I mean? So, like, you think firemen know how to, uh, firefighters know how to firemen's carry. They probably haven't practiced that in a while. I mean, like, you know, I'm like, when's the last time you had to carry somebody out? I mean, yeah, several of them probably, as far as that, you know, save a life kind of deal, had to carry somebody like that. Yeah, you know what was really cool? One of the guys, you're right, they, they don't practice. One guy said, I always tell them all the time is, what you did in the past is an indication of what you can do. What you do today is a validation. Because I asked him before we started, can everybody carry somebody out? And everybody's like, oh, yeah, for sure. And at the end, I said, now you know. When you first started, you thought. Now you know. And the guy was like, that's the best part of the training. So it was really good. I got to do that. Um, I got to do a stars on the stripes exercise with UCA, um, the strength and conditioning coach out there. His name's uh, Alex Fodio. Man, I love you, buddy. He uh, invited Conway Swat out. I know a lot of those guys, and so I got invited out, and uh, myself and Conway Swat, we got to PT the football team, and was really awesome, and then just dedicated to freedom for 4th of July, and uh, just inspire these kids, and then, um, well, I call them kids, but I mean, these are D1 football players, 
and motivate them and just uh, tell them, you know, one of the big things I kept screaming over and over and over was you either give up or you got to level up, you know? And so that's, that's your choice. You give up or level up. Did you say welcome to the dojo to any of them? I did say it a couple times, right? One guy was like, man, I don't know if I can fireman's carry. What's up with fireman's carry, right? That's like, that's a common denominator. But yeah, so we fireman's carried um, at UCA as well. And man, there's nothing more, Rob, that I enjoy is watching people level up, man. I think that's why God put me on the planet, bro, is to watch other people level up. I really enjoy that. Man, that, that's awesome to hear. I mean, just in completely two different groups of just men to be involved with there. Just, you know, guys, I mean, you know, college age really kind of starting to figure out who they are. And also guys that some probably firefighters have been doing that for quite a while and I think I think one of those things me and you've noticed this and I noticed it's easy to settle in wherever you're at and be comfortable at being good at, at one aspect in life, you know, being good at, you know, whether it being playing football or firefighting or, yep. you know, but you know, when you challenge yourself to do something that's not comfortable, you know, it's like, hey, man, I. I'm, I've never fired, you know, I've never carried somebody that way before. I've never, you know, had to do this. I've never had to put an ammo can over my head, then run and shoot. Uh, and that part, I think when men learn how it's okay to not to be the best at something in front of each other that, you know, it changes, you, you kind of get more, I'm going to try this, you know, I'm going to do this because I might fail, but hey, I want to try it at least. It is, it is really cool to see it and it's cool to watch it get validated. Also on the other part of it, warriors are very territorial. So when I go into the fire department and I'm going to go in there and teach them about leadership, dude, I get a lot of flat tire lips initially. And then as the day grows, you start to get more buy-in. Same thing with UCA. Every time I come in, it doesn't matter military law enforcement. As soon as I show up, it's very territorial, very resistive at first. And then they start to see the value and then you watch them grow and acceptance. And then let me tell you, Conway Fire Department, they have some warriors on that fire department, on the department, man, there was dudes that just got after it. And I was, man, I just, it's awesome to know that we have people protecting our communities of that stature. So I was humbly, I was humbled to be a part of that whole event. And so it was awesome. What about you, bro? I know you've been, you've been doing some stuff as well, laying on a beach, chilling, drinking Mai Tais. Man, I was uh, at my wife, who uh, superstar Plexus person, and Jessica. She Hefley, is a superstar for boss, sure. You know, like she she's been killing it for three and a half years in the company. She won this trip to an island called Over Yonder K. Google it, cause I never heard of it either. But it's this private island. This guy named Ed Basarge owns this island, and uh, what does Ed do? Do we know? He's got a PhD in applied mathematics from Brown University. That's it. He owns a couple yachts. Okay, he, uh, my boss. He's got a couple of ventures that you know he does like a uh, logarithm for investing, and also did oil and gas uh, oil early on. Um, he's got tons of money. He sold his house. Like I looked in Houston like a couple years ago for like thirty something million dollars. And but this island was amazing about it, man. Because we went to one last year, Mushiki, which is David Copperfield. But this guy was completely self sufficient. Had wind, had sun. Produced its own water that was drinkable. Wow. And it was good water. You know, it was actually better than bottled so, water. So yeah. if the zombies show up, we're going straight to Over Yonder K or yeah, whatever it's called. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Over, yeah. yeah. Over, over Yonder K. But it's like one of those, man, it was amazing, like marble. And, I, you know, I sent you that, the wine cellar, the samurai, the full 16th century <laughs> outfit. And that was guy, super cool, man. And the weapons. And this guy just had, I mean, it was, he was he's a billionaire. And uh, just to see somebody to live, you know, that kind of house and stuff. And like we stayed not the nicest house, but we had an infinity pool, hot tub, you know, three bedroom house on the, at our own little beach. And uh, I can't even imagine, I mean, it's, you know, cool for six days to have, I think we had 45 people that worked there and there's 26 of us to, to take care of us. Dang. That's so, pretty cool, man. So I miss somebody making my breakfast and lunch and dinner every day and making my bed. Welcome and, back to the real world, Rob Heffley. <laughs> Ask Jessica if she wanted to step in that role and she she said no. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, I mean, that was just an amazing trip, you know, got to go and to enjoy that, just me and her and just to really connect with my wife and some friends, made some new friends there, you know, hung out with a dairy farmer from Pennsylvania, a pastor from Georgia, you know, some guys that hadn't been on vacation in a while and just got to, and some old friends too. Uh, but that's, you know, it's one of those fun things to do. Just, I mean, I love that part of connection. And man, I got to dance with some 
um, Amy and Zeno, we hung out and jumped in the pool and I just had a, had a good time, man. And, uh, that was for me and my wife, you know, just, just, uh, it's always good when you're, just, you're two together cause you're have a lot of forced time together, but you know, and you can't not have a good time there. So dude, that's cool. Did you, were you excited to get back to the real world and get into rhythms or back into your normal grind? I'm, I was excited to see my kids. <laughs> that was about, you know, but the hard thing is like, I, I talked to you a little bit about this is routine, man, because we were gone almost two weeks last month. And then this is the 4th of July week and having routine, man, I think having a, a daily routine is so important in your life to get anywhere. And that's the thing I think I struggle with when I get out of routines, like, Hey, I got to get back in routine. I got to get, you know, as far as from getting up to getting stuff done to scheduling. And, uh, that's one of those things that I used to never think I would crave routine, but I do now. Cause I want to know, you know, cause I know when I have routine, I'm more successful. That's I have, right. I have, you know, uh, I, consistency is easier and my marriage is easier because expectations like, Hey, I know where I'm going to be at. I know where she's going to be at. I know where the kids are going to be at. So I'm not going anywhere until hopefully September. So, you know, have good. 90 days to really kind of, I think you said something's really important, Robbie. You said routine. I think if our listeners want to pick something up from this podcast, that's something huge. I mean, I, I read a lot. I turn my vehicle into a mobile library and so I'm not actually physically holding the book. I mean, I do read those books and I like to highlight and make notes in the books. I mean, you've given me books to read, but making my vehicle a mobile library, I listen a lot. And one of the common denominators for successful people is routine. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, that's the, that's, that's the thing that I think that really, I mean, creatives probably have the hardest time with it and people with ADHD have a hard time with it is like, you know, say I don't need a routine, but I know when I have a routine, when I have a schedule, I can be strategic planning my day, my week, my month, my year. But I know there's always going to be tactical things come up. There's going to be things that change up. You know, it's not going to be the way I want to, but you know that anytime you have any kind of ops plan, you're going out, you have sit there this plan, but it's going to be tactical. Something happens, you can change it, but that little change is not near as big as like just say life's just free flowing and I'm not, you know, I know where I'm going point A to point B because I have, <clears throat> we have goals and we have things we want to do. And, uh, even just trying to, we schedule out almost a year, a lot of stuff. And that sounds crazy to some people, yeah. but I was like, I have things I want to do. And sometimes I ask people like, Hey, what's going on here? And they're, we can't tell you to like a couple of weeks before. And I'm like, Hey, that's kind of, I was like, I probably can't commit to it because if you can't tell me, Pretty soon, I might be able to do it, but maybe not because you can't tell me so far out, which is sometimes makes people max. They don't understand the way we live our lives a little different about planning and being strategic that way. I think when people to start out, they just start out small. I remember I used to have a hard time with that. I used to have a hard time scheduling things out and um, just owning a business and working. And people say, Ryan, how do you stay so busy? Um, I stay so productive because I have a schedule. And so now I'm, I just go to Walmart, pick up a schedule planner for a dollar fifty, and just start writing it. I know I'm old school. You're going to say do it on your Don't, phone. No, I say go <laughs> passionplanner.com. Um, you can use me as a reference. Um, that way, we that's, that's the one. I, it's right here. It's right in front of me. It's the one. It's got. If you're ADD, you like to dream, like to doodle, it's got a place for that. If you want to schedule your whole year out, it's got a place for that. If you want to have affirmations, it's got a place for that. It's kind of got the, it's all in one. It's got everything. Oh yeah. And, uh, Dude, that's have, cool. They, they have academic, you know, starts in August. So my new, I use academic, I go that way, or you can go undated or you can go January to December. And what's it called again? It's called passion planner, passionplanner.com. Me and Jessica have probably bought a hundred of them. Dude, yeah. I'm going to check that out, man. Yeah. I'll, I'll give you one. We, we get, we, we buy so many, we get referrals like, and, uh, you can message me too. I'll get a referral and, uh, but it's one of those things, man, it just changes when I know it's written down. And me and Jessica, like we talk about having our, you know, our weekly meeting is like there's expectations like, hey, I know Monday's your free day. Wednesday's her free day. I know Tuesday night I got to do dinner. I know Wednesday night she's going to do dinner. I know, you know, those expectations. I know last night we're going at seven. We got to leave at six o'clock. I know, you know, today sit there. We got people coming over tonight. But those expectations, what it takes out is like there's no... I thought you were going to do this, or I thought, you know, it's like, no, we talked about this already. This is our, yeah. we know, and we've agreed on it too. Even that way, it becomes a lot easier. You don't have to think about near as much because it's planned out. And there's going to be times tactical where stuff happens where your kid gets hurt or has something extra or, you know, what days I want to do this. And 
Uh, yeah, we call we call that adapt and overcome. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You just adapt and overcome. But every time you have a you have a mission, as soon as you step off the base, your front side focused on what you want to accomplish. When things are written down for me, Rob, I believe that I'm driven towards those things. You know, I work towards them. I see them. You know what my wife did was pretty sweet. I've never seen her do it since we've been married. Is she wrote her goals and put them by her sink, you know? So when she's getting ready in the morning, she just, she's seeing those daily and that's driving her without goals is like a ship without a sail. It just, it's free floating wherever the ocean goes, the boat goes versus if we have sails, it drives us towards a direction. So I challenge our listeners. What is it again? What's the website? It's, it's passionplanner.com. Look they at, better, they better sponsor this podcast, Rob. <laughs> I mean, we, we've sold a ton of them, uh, but, uh, I just one of those things I give them as gifts a lot of times for our team members and Plexus. We give them just because the, the part of being organized, people don't realize how, man, just having a little bit of organization will save your day and make things so much better. Because your phone, you can put, I mean, I have I have stuff on my phone too, just just as reminders. But when I go, even sometimes I go backwards because it'll help me feel better about myself because I'll say, hey, I didn't have it written down, but I was like, this is what I did for an hour. This is the person I spent time with. This is the person I talked to. This is the person I was training. This is the person I was counseling. And it makes me feel better about my day that doesn't look like I didn't just waste time. Yeah. And this is, you know, the two hours I have to do for a podcast because, you know, there's three hours I do like Zooms every week for training, um, you know, for my team and also for me that, you know, those are built in there. So I know automatically a lot of stuff is the same with routine every week. Some stuff's the same every week. And that's what I'm excited about next week, man. I'm really, because Judson, I've got him on a routine as far as the JITS class he's going to, but there's two I want to try out, you know, in the mornings I went to the noon class. And I want to try the morning. One guy said he's got the old man class. And I was like, that's the class I probably need to be in. And uh, that's, just, re- that's really cool, man, that you picked up jujitsu. Yeah. I got a lot of respect for yeah. you for doing that. Well, that's what, I, that's what I've been gone, though, man. I'm excited about going back. And also, you know, I was like, I want to go to sheepdog skills. My goal is try to go once a week, you know, and let you slap me around a little bit. You Come know? on, man. Hey, have you been destroyed on the mat yet? <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, I mean, I, I mean, I only went one time. That's not, so that that noon class since we've been gone, but I've been gone for two weeks, and that yeah, the guy destroyed me, dude. Uh, that's and, you know like, what's funny? That never changes. No matter how, uh, dude. No matter how high you get up in the belts, there's always somebody who can punch your ticket. And so, last week, man, we clicked off safe. Did some integration fighting. We did some stand up, some ground. Um, we did, you know, ground and pound striking on the ground, um, submission only. And we did about an hour and a half and it was a shark tank, man. And I walked away bumped and bruised, but I felt alive, man. I crawled into my bed and I just like, I earned this sleep, you know, and I just, I felt so good after it, you know, and it was, it doesn't, it's not going to change, man. And that's the cool part is if you can stay the course, man, it's, it's awesome. And man, today, like, you know. I know we had a huge kind of opening here, but today, man, is a very special day. I mean, bars and stars. And I mean, it's the fourth of July. And we're actually it actually is the fourth here today. And uh, I think a lot of times people get caught up in food and fireworks, and you know, but they don't look into you know what, what this is really all about. And just uh, and we we got to celebrate last night at the range, which was awesome, and um, and seeing so many, I guess, vets. And I think about sacrifice, and I think about you know, think about sacrifice. We go back or 250 years ago that uh or two i, I guess it's right 225 almost 250 now um 1776 july 2nd they voted and july 4th you know they made that declaration of independence which is i think huge because they were committing treason you know so they were going against the grind is that yeah. what you're saying yeah, Rob? They're, yeah they're completely against you know because if that wouldn't happen we have you know we have flag the shirts flags are on our right, you know, the American flag. It wouldn't be that. It would be a British flag. Yeah, I think British people are cool. I just, I don't know. I really like bacon in America and bullets. I don't know. Maybe I'm, maybe I'm biased, but I love America. So I'm glad that people, you know, decided to sack up back in the day and say, nope, we're not paying your taxes. But I mean, I mean, that's just, I mean, a huge deal. I think a lot of times we just think, you know, Declaration of Independence, some guys got together, voted on this, signed it. And uh, it's just kind of one of those things we might go, you know, see in history, we might go to the museum and try to see it, or we might watch, you know, uh, a movie and seen it on there. But I really um, just, I would be like us sitting there saying, hey, we're we're going to break off and be our own, you know, Arkansas be our own country. Yeah. Not going to just sit go there. against the grind. Yeah. I mean, yeah. literally um, punishable by death. Yeah. And so, you know, treason to sit there and it was just a huge deal and organization, you know, our country is born out of. And 
man, I, I like, I get nostalgic thinking about history and thinking about, you know, especially I'm, I'm a big movie person and reading and, and just seeing, uh, the, the men that stood up and did that and to do what they thought was right. And, uh, for those kind of guys, always people that are different, the difference makers, I think are usually they're the rebels, you know, they're the revolutionists they are the ones that, um, they, ch- they change history. You know, I love, I, you know, I love history too, but I really like, is it reminds me, people say Ryan, 4th of July or Independence Day is not Memorial Day. Memorial Day is for, um, you know, veterans that have died for our country. But on the 4th, people died as well, right? You know, we fought, we fought for the freedom. And anytime that I can think of some sort of holiday that reminds me that there's people, it doesn't have to be Independence Day, it doesn't have to be Memorial Day, Veterans Day. Uh, I'm thankful for the men and women that are out there fighting for me right now that are continuing to bring the fight to the enemy because it, it just keeps me humble, Rob. You know, you think about it on the 4th of July, you think about Memorial Day, Veterans Day, veterans have died for my freedom, right? Christmas, right? Jesus, Jesus was born and died for my freedom. Both of those two, right? Both of them, blood was shed for my freedom, from Christ and for the soldiers that died. So it just keeps me humble, man. And on a day like today, man, I love wearing red, white, and blue. There's something about the American flag, man. I don't know what it is, but it's inside my soul, Rob. So I'm glad that they stood up because I mean, other flags are cool. I'm not hating on anybody's flag, but American flag is awesome. There's one in front of my house right now and it's pretty dang big. And, and that's where, you know, like, I know some of you guys are probably thinking you and Ron are just completely rednecks and completely, you know. There might just, be a little bit of redneck in there somewhere. There's a whole lot of redneck. But I was like, But man, you served your country, <laughs> Rob. Yeah. But I was like, you know, it's like we love we love where we live at. And, uh, you know, it's definitely not the, we're not perfect. Our country's not perfect. But I was like, you know, those things um, every day until your freedom's taken from you. Um, and I think we, we for, take it for granted a lot. Absolutely, that, Rob. That we can do things that we don't have a socialist country. We, you know, all eat the same thing or drive the same kind of car or make the same amount of money or we don't sit around the communists. Like, you know, we're not, we don't live that way. We live in a country where, man, we have the freedom of religion. We have the freedom of speech. We have, you know, sit there, the right to vote. All these things that we've been given that we take for granted so many times. And, uh, you know, that was that was really you know started because some guys stood up and said you know this is how we want to do it differently um and i just you know those things man i and i appreciate you know every veteran every every person in civil service you know all those things that because last night man on the way home i got pulled over did you really no listen no it was a sobriety oh. check and i just pulled over you know because the guy i felt bad because i couldn't really see the state trooper i could see the lights on the car but he had a vest on and uh, he's like, do I know you? I was like, yeah, we go to church together. And, Did you really? Yeah. So You're like, I just came back from a freedom party. Yeah. He goes, you haven't been drinking, have you? And I was like, no. And he's like, he's, he's like there. And I gave him my license and he's like, go on. But I was like, you know, sitting there, some people get annoyed by that. And uh, some people, was like, you know, if you're drinking, don't be driving. And, but I was like that part, you know, they're sitting there giving up their night, you know, to make sure our roads are safe. And, you know, I had my my wife and my two kids, my most valuable things in my life. And I don't want some drunk person hitting me or, you know, doing those things, doing something stupid, but it boils down to sacrifice, Rob. If everyone was willing to sacrifice, the world be a better place. In my opinion, you know what I mean? If we all just decided to help somebody else versus being self-centered and self-serving and that's what he's doing. He's just trying to help. Oh yeah. And that's where, you know, it comes back to this. uh, And I was talking to some friends other day about this is like, we, we never really feel fulfilled until we serve something greater than ourselves mm, and something, you know, that's good. whether it be God country or whatever, but when we find something bigger than ourselves. We serve. It makes such a big difference in our lives that it's not about money. It's not about, you know, whatever, or that feeling, but it's like, Hey, I'm doing something outside of me and we feel good about ourselves. That's right. And that's where, you know, like I said, I appreciate for all the, you know, the freedoms has been fought for, for, you know, the, the civil servants out today and every day. And that's the part too, is like, you know, not just on holidays, man, you see somebody in, in uniform, think them, you know, oh, if you yeah. see a vet, think them, if you see it, if you see it, every time I see right now is the hardest time to be a cop. I think there is every time I says like, man, thank you for what you're doing. Cause I know you're not getting paid a whole lot and I know you have to love what you're doing to be doing it because you got, people are just, 
they're just ri- ridiculous well, about pe- that. People are angry, Rob. We t- kind of talked about that. There's a lot of negativity in the world, you know, and I appreciate the sacrifice as well. Speaking of that, man, I'd like to share a really cool sacrifice story about a guy named Benavidez. You want to hear about that, Rob? Yeah, tell me about this. Is a pretty cool. I know a little bit about it, but I know you got a lot more, a lot more just just the details of this, dude. So this was pretty cool. This morning we did a freedom freedom workout with SDS One, the Sheepdog Skills guys, and so what we did was we went to UCA, and um, we did a workout that was very military specific, just to get them in the grind and the mindset. Like, hey, your buddy's down. You're going to have to drag him to safety. Come on. It's not about yourself. It's about a sacrifice. And at the end, we sat down and I told him a warrior case study. That's what we did in the Marine Corps. And I told him a story about a Master Sergeant Roy Benavidez. And Roy Benavidez uh, was part of 5th Special Forces Group. And what's really cool about Benavidez was he was a devout Christian. And so a lot of people didn't know that. But... So really cool story is, and while I tell the story, I challenge you to look at a couple things, right? This was taught, this was told to me 15 years ago, Rob, this story about Benavidez. And I remember it today. And I remember when there's hard times, like when I was in Iraq, you know, went through a couple hard things. I remember I drew back on Benavidez story and I said, dude, Benavidez didn't quit. This is not even close to Benavidez, what he went through. So it gave me perspective. There's leadership qualities in here. There's warrior qualities. And so I just, I challenge the listeners to kind of key up on it. And if there's anything that, that you hear, Rob, man, I want your opinion as well. But this gave me a deep appreciation for what people do for our freedom and also what can be accomplished, what we can do as a human. We're so much more capable than we think we are. And so... Anyways, Benavidez was a devout Christian and he was, you know, listening to a prayer service. And this was in May 22nd, I think like 1968. And he heard a radio call that came out and it said, you know, get us out of here for God's sake, help us, you know, over the radio. And Benavidez, without even having orders, uh, he was in Vietnam at the time. He grabbed his rifle, grabbed some stuff, and he just straight jumped on the next helicopter to get these guys out which is crazy, right? So no orders. He grabs his stuff. He jumps in the helicopter and he's headed to go save 12 men, which is there. They were, it was a, a reconnaissance unit, a 12 man reconnaissance unit, um, in deep in enemy territory. And so the heli- helicopters are trying to come in and rescue this 12 man unit. And the enemy fire is so heavy. It's, it's pushing off the helicopters. Well, when Benavidez gets on the helicopter, right, it starts coming in, it gets real low, and it's intense enemy fire keeping the helicopter from landing. So at 10 feet off the ground, Benavidez just jumps off the helicopter. I mean, it shows that his, uh, his intensity to save his people. So he jumps off the helicopter and then runs 75 yards before, you know, running down this deadly gauntlet. And then what happens is he gets shot in his right leg with an AK-47, And then check this out. Right after he gets shot in his leg, he immediately jumps right back up to his feet to save his men. And then a hand grenade goes off and rips through his back and neck. Rob, bro, so without orders, this guy hears a call for help, flies in on the next helicopter without orders, The helicopter can't even land. He jumps off the helicopter. He starts running down the deadly gauntlet with people shooting at him. He takes a 7.62 by 39 round to the thigh, right? Hello. And then he gets ripped through his back, right? So he's got shrapnel in his back and his neck, right? Rob, what other man just doesn't give up right there? I mean, most people lay down. And that's just, you know, that was the first of, was it 37 separate bullets? Yeah, dude. So Benavidez, that's first of 37 different bullets, shrapnel, bayonet injuries, and he was in combat for six total hours. And so so what happens is after he got shrapnel to his back, his thigh, he started to pray out loud to his creator, and he mustered a bunch of valor, you know, intestinal fortitude, and he continued to run towards the 12-man 
squad, right? That was just pinned down the reconnaissance unit. As soon as he got there, he found four dead and eight others badly wounded. And he started passing out ammo and injecting them with morphine. And he was calling in airstrikes. And uh, that's when he was hit again. He got shot again. And so even though now we're at the point he was shot twice at this point, Rob, and he has shrapnel in his back and in his neck. Okay, Rob, he was shot twice. At this point, this this dude, Benavides, a savage, he's bleeding, he's in pain, and he starts to drag the dead and injured back to another hovering helicopter while providing cover fire. And so he starts putting the bodies on and he's trying to help out, right? And the enemy just keeps increasing their fire on Benavides, right? So Benavides makes another mad dash to retrieve. He has the wherewithal after being shot twice, having shrapnel in his back, he's bleeding, he's in pain, and he has a wherewithal to run back and grab some intel documents, okay? That's when he takes another round to the stomach, Rob. What are you thinking right now, dude? And just, you know, that part of it, a lot of times, you know, as far as training and doing stuff like he, he would have never, you know, he's one of those guys that he would, he would have had to die to stop. And and I think a lot of times, uh, I mean, it's like, well, you talk about, you know, you train, how you train, it affects how you really, how you live. And, uh, and I think every day how we live our lives out And this guy, I'm sure, you know, the way he trained was like, Hey, I'm going to live every ounce, every moment, you know, in the, in the parts of the story, I know just, you know, it keeps getting crazier and crazy. It's like, you know, you're like, this can't be real. This is a made up yeah, story. I mean, then just that part, he keeps going until the, until the very, the very end. And that's the, the part within him is like, he was serving something greater than himself. That's right, dude. You know, he, when he went through, I think it was Ranger school or SF school, one of his uh, instructors looked at him and said, winners never quit and quitters never win. Which one are you? And he said that's the time he determined that he was a winner. And so that mindset was already built. Also, Rob, think about this perspective. If I draw a six, I think we talked about this. I draw a six on the ground. If I look at it, it's a six. You look at it as a nine. So where some other people say he was shot twice, now shot three times, shrapnel in his back. He's bleeding. He's in pain. Right. You, you see a nine while I see a six. It's perspective. His perspective was let's get it. You know what I mean? You're going to have to kill me. And so at this point, okay, he's been shot. He's dragging people back to a helicopter. The helicopter is slightly hovering off the ground so it can take off. He runs back to get Intel off, um, you know, his, his, his fellow brothers that have been killed in the line of action. He starts taking the Intel off of them and he's running back to the helicopter and he's coughing up blood. He tries to get on the helicopter and the pilot gets shot and the helicopter crashes. I mean, that, that part right there. Like like, you're almost to the finish line. And then what happens? I was like, you know, the race isn't over. (laughs) It's just, it's just starting again. Yeah. So after the helicopter, okay, so this is crazy. I mean, just think about that. And I can do this in physical fitness training. It's been done to me before when I was a troop is, um, you tell people you're going to go on a three mile run, Rob, and then you take them on a three mile run and then you run right past the finish line and keep running and tell them it's not over. And what happens? You just watch bodies drop. It's demoralizing. It is demoralizing, but you know what happens? You have to have winners never quit. And quitters never win. And he said, which one are you? He said, I'm a winner. So he made his mindset already. Okay, so the helicopter crashes, which is the worst of the worst. And without fail, without hesitation, Benavides runs over to the down chopper and starts pulling wounded and dead out while calling more airstrikes. I want you to understand he still has the intestinal fortitude while being shot multiple times, shrapnel in his back and his neck. He's still calling direct fire from helicopter gunships that are trying to get into this hot zone and pick people up. He has blood trickling into eye into his eyes. He's slightly blind in one of his eyes. And he starts to rally up. This is where the leadership comes in, Rob. Even in worse circumstances, a leader has to show enthusiasm and drive to win. And that's what he does, bro. He looks at his people and says, hey, check it out. If we're going to die... Let's die swinging. So he rallies up a defensive perimeter 
and he says, let's get the fight on. And so these guys line up following his leadership. He's been shot multiple times. He's bleeding. He's partially blind in one eye. And they're like, let's get it. Okay. So before the second chopper starts to land, right, he picks somebody up, right? He picks people up and he starts running toward the chopper. Well, he's running toward the chopper and enemy shoulder, a soldier jumps up and clubs him in the back. Right. So he fought. So he's running towards the chopper. He's like, okay, here's another chopper. We've beat these guys back a little bit. Let's get out of Dodge. Okay. So he's running and while he runs, an enemy soldier jumps up and clubs him in the back of the head and he drops the person he's carrying and he falls down. Well, as soon as he falls down, he looks over and this enemy soldier tries to bayonet him and he bayonets him in both arms. Rob, bayonet. Dude, this is as close as it gets. Oh yeah, I mean that's I mean that part right there is like you're so close to. I think a lot of times when I think in anything in life, you know, the hardest part is like the last, you know, the last hundred yards. And that's where people give up so many times. I mean, like right now, he could, you know, he could have said, you know, that's it, and be, that fight. I mean, and that's the part right there you have to fight the hardest because if you can finish that last little bit, you know, you're just about done. And uh, and I just, you know, man, this story gets even crazier though because the part about the body bag blows my mind. That's the part yeah. I heard, you know, this the still. Go ahead and keep on telling the story, man, because it's uh, so check this out, Rob. I think you're right. Religious wise, it's the same thing. You and I are both Christians. You know, God might be testing us and he's going to give us the blessing on the 13th step, but we quit on the 10th step, Rob. So it's the same thing. This perseverance, the faith that it, that you're going to get through it, those are the things that are important. And so that's what Benavidez had. Not only did he show leadership, warrior qualities, and a love for his fellow veterans or uh, fellow comrades, he continued to push forward. And so, okay, so check it out. So he's carrying this guy. He's trying to run toward the chopper and he gets butt stroked in the back of the head by an enemy. He falls down. He turns over. Enemy tries to bayonet him. He sticks him in both arms. Okay. So he gets bayoneted. Benavidez ends up grabbing the bayonet. He draws his own knife and he shanks and kills the enemy. I mean, that right there, that one incident could go up on a poster board for recruiting. I'm telling you that the dude got bayoneted and then he pulls out his own knife and kills the enemy soldier. That's amazing. So now after a shattered jaw, both arms have been lacerated. He has a slashed hand. He has bullet holes in his body, shrapnel in his body. He continues to bring bodies to the last Huey, continues to bring bodies and bodies. So what happens? They get on the helicopter Blood is just pouring all over the bottom of the Huey. The flight back to their base was 20 minutes, and Benavidez held his own intestines the entire trip. His own intestines, Rob, for 20 minutes. And when they landed, he was so bad, he was triaged, he was pronounced dead. So as soon as they landed, they were like, this guy's dead. I mean, he's been shot numerous times. He has shrapnel. He's been bayoneted. He has lacerations in his hands. He's partially blind. He's choking on his own blood. And the doctor put him in a body bag, and he attempts to zip it up. And Benavidez tells the story. He says, he says, uh, man, I couldn't speak. I could barely see, but I can hear everything that was going on. And I hear him talking about them that I was dead, that they pronounced me dead. And he said he could only conjure up enough strength to do one thing, to prove that he was still alive. So he spit in the doctor's face. Can you imagine that? You know, sit there, the guy thinks he's dead. And then, yeah, I mean, that's the part too, is like, you know, that last little bit, what have I got to do, you know? But I mean, what the story, it doesn't end there, you know, just, uh, and that's where, you know, even her worst, you know, even shot up, you know, left pretty much for dead. You know, that wasn't the end of his story. And I think a lot of times people even feel that way. You know, like, this is it. I'm done. I, you know, I can't do anything good. Um, But just, you know, that part of holding on and the people that, man, have fortitude to have, you know, just that desire, that perseverance. I mean, those are the people, man, I love to see. I love to hear these stories. I love to hear, you know, he, he goes on, you know, and... Uh, Ronald Reagan, 
you know, he gives him the Congressional Medal of Honor. That's right, dude. And uh, in 1981. So I mean, that's you, I mean you, that part right there, just to say, you know, just you know, courage. I think a lot of times we think you know, courage, and even um, this is the kind of stuff I wish they made movies about. You know, like we sit there and we don't see, we don't see this or hear this. You know, it's, it's a lot of time. it sounds like a movie, Rob. Right? <laughs> it's, but this it's, is real. You know, this real is deal. real life. This is a real person that is he did these things to secure our freedom more importantly he did them for the person to the left and the right of that person right he had a profound love what is it it's in the book of john what does it say uh there is no greater love than a man that's willing to lay his life down for a brother right it you know it's something to that effect in the book of john yeah and that's that's the part too it's like the thing you find something greater than yourself and that's what man over 200 years ago, our country, people fought, you know, they thought this was something greater than within, you know, they're willing to put their life on the line. And, and, and there's stories, I mean, all through our history, our American history, where men and women do that all the time. And people do that every day. And they never get recognition. Some of them never, I mean, we don't realize some of the stories, stuff that happens we'll never know about because sometimes it's classified and sometimes it's just like, hey, it's just like normal life. And that's one of the reasons we do this podcast about being forged by fire because, is the stories of perseverance, the stories of, you know, the fortitude, the stories that, hey, that, you know, I just kept on kept keeping on every day, you know, and eventually I knew I was going to break through or going to make it or, or you know, have that happen. And people still doing that because I think a lot of times is, man, we're, we're such a, a microwave society and we don't see mm, something that's happen good. in one minute. That's good. You know, or, you know, the other day, the funny thing I seen the other day, you know, Amazon, you know, Amazon Prime. He's like, your body's not Amazon Prime. It doesn't happen in two days. It doesn't get delivered. You know, and that's, you know, that's the truth about everything. There's, there's things that take time, you know, and things that they're not easy. That's right. And even like, you know, S7, you know, it was born several years ago, you know, something you started doing. And last night, man, I was like so proud for you and Trip because we were on the range last night and they had a fireworks show guys and, and uh there was like 300 people there and there was a food truck there and there's ice cream there i mean it's everything american man you know ice cream fireworks you know and people having fun and smiling and kids. man i humbly appreciate that man but i was thinking you know the range has been open about a year then i was thinking about all you know before that the things in the people you trained, other ranges, the people you started, you know. It was a long road, Rob. It was a long road. And so the same thing is about perseverance and the belief in yourself and, and how the whys become hows, right? People will always ask, why are you doing this? Why are you doing this? And then the same people will say, how did you do this? It's because they weren't listening to the whys, right? And so you're right. It was a lot of hard work, but there's a deep love for my fellow citizen. There's a deep love for people. I love serving people. And so these are the qualities that we want to share with our listeners. Why? Because you can, it doesn't matter if you're going through a divorce. It doesn't matter if you're going through a financial crisis. If you're going through, if you're a football player in UCA and you're in the championship game, are you going to give up? You remember what Benavidez went through and you say, bro, have you been shot? Uh, man, I had such a bad day at work, Rob, compared to what compared to a guy who <laughs> did you get, did your Huey get shot down? Did you have to spit into doctor's face? So you weren't, com, you know, pronounced dead. I mean, compared to what? I mean, I, I think about that a lot now. That's one of those in the phrases we say it a lot, but compared to what, um, we, we have, we I mean, were always going to compare ourselves, you know, it's always joked, you know, comparisons a thief of joy, but man, Man, our worst day, my worst days, you know, nothing, not even just a, just a piece of that. And some days, you know, I think about that, you know, this, cause we have the first world problems and that's and, right. And it's what they are. The first world problems. We don't have issues. We don't have, you know, most of them are self-created anyway, but, and just, you know, more stories like this, man, because so many people, like I said, I was last night, I was sitting there thinking about, you know, and I was, I was just happy for you and Trip, man. As you know, I was like, thank you, bro. People a lot of times have ideas and they think, you know, you, I know people hated probably said, you're going to open a range. You're going to, you know, going to do this. And there was some negative Nancy's dream killers, you know, dream ki <laughs> there's always dream killers, yeah. man. Uh -huh. They're usually sitting on their mom's couch, not doing anything. Yeah. And they've never, you know, they've early failed themselves and they can't celebrate. But I was thinking, man, a community that you've helped create and, uh, 
there's friends I have because of S7, because of Sheepdog Skills, that guys I would have never met that are good friends. You know, the friends that you people I do life with. And and I and I was, you know, just completely grateful for that. And to see see you guys, you know, just have fun and see people laughing, man, and seeing kids playing and throwing rocks and you know <laughs> yeah. You know what I tell people, Rob, we're not in a gun business. You know, everybody, even though we have a gun range, you know, I was talking to a, a fellow business mentor and he says, what's your USP? Uh, and, and I was like, USP is your, your unique selling proposition. And I said, hmm. And I said, uh, we're not in the gun business. We're in the smile and community business. He was like, that's exactly right. Because, man, we love people and who we are, Trip and I, shows with our heart. And the bottom line too, Rob, check this out is humility. You know what I mean? It's not ours. You know, one guy told me, he said, man, you need gutters out here. I said, oh, okay. I'll tell the boss. He said, you are the boss. I said, no, I'm not. I said, God's the boss. I just, I just merely manage this range. And so, you know, what's cool about this too. Let me finish up the, um, Benavita story. When they tried to give him the congressional medal of honor, Rob, he refused to take it. He refused to take any praise and he kept proclaiming that it was just my duty. So I want you to think about that. So when you have a win in life, Rob, this guy did way more than any of us have ever done. Shot numerous times, stabbed, shrapnel on his back, saved people, pulled people out of a burning helicopter. And he didn't even want any praise. And so it just challenges us to be humble. And check this out, Rob. Last thing about Benavidez, when he accepted the highest military award. He had two pieces of shrapnel still lodged in his heart and a punctured lung. I just, I mean, this story, Rob, I've called on this mentally when I've done stuff like, uh, I think it was two or three years ago. I firemen's carried somebody 2.2 miles. Uh, and the reason why I did that nonstop and, and it hurt and it was bad and it, and it was very difficult for me. Some people would be easy. It was difficult for me. Um, and I did it to raise awareness for the 22 veterans that commit suicide a day. Right. And when it was hard, you know what I started to think about? I started to think about Benavidez's perseverance, his warriorship, his love for his fellow Americans, his fellow warriors, and his never quit attitude. And so I listened to something and he said, uh, Benavidez said out of his own mouth, what are the three qualities that you need? And this is what our listeners need to listen to is that you need perseverance faith in your mission and faith in others and a positive mental attitude. Those three things will bypass tons of physical qualities. A guy is better than you. He can run faster. Well, then when the heat is on, when you have perseverance, faith and a positive mental attitude, you'll bypass them when it gets rough. And that's just, uh, I mean, those three things are, I mean, it sounds so simple, but uh, even before the podcast, me and Ron were talking about, living our values out and living those things out. We live them out because we want to be moral or we live them out because, you know, somebody, the expectations are, you know, what do we really believe? What do we really, you know, and having there's certain values, our core values, having those important to us and, and how are we living those out? Because we can say a lot of stuff, but you know, if we're not living it, you know, there's no congruency in our life. And, uh, and it comes back to, as you know, I was telling Ron, I was like, I want my kids to see those things. Um, you know, those things. And even, even this morning, Judson, he got a, he got a new, he got his first real Bible, Jessica, he picked it out and, uh, is reading the story. And I read, you know, I just, today I read Psalms 23 to him this morning. He wanted to read his new Bible. You know, I was like, I was telling him, I was like, you know, this is King David. You know, I was like, cause to me, it's one of my favorite Psalms. Just to sit there, uh, just to part, you know, my enemies, you know, he, he sit there, he makes my meal before my enemies and how sometimes in our lives we see that stuff. But, my son, I want him to know those values that, hey, you know, oh. God's on your side. I'm That's on your right. side. And, you know, no matter what. Yep, not get it there. twisted. With, you're yeah. 100% Rob. And I think you're leading by example. You know, the Sheepdog Skills guys this morning, they brought their sons. And and they the sons looked at their dad. I, it was so awesome to watch it. The sons looked over at their dad to see if their dad was quitting. And when their dad didn't quit, they continued to push. And also, like you said, having the faith, faith in the mission and then faith in something greater than yourself. Remember, Benavides was a devout Christian, which was super cool. Do you know what I mean? So, Rob, here we go. Challenge for you, bud. 
really good man warrior case study talking about freedom independence kind of checking back in here's the challenge man go ruck july 14th uh the light one in little rock uh i'm i'm, I'm a what little, do you think about that man i'm a little excited about it except for it's at two starts at two o'clock in the afternoon and it's going to be ridiculous. You remember, I think I said this before, you know, in Mario, the son that tries to kill Mario, that's what it's going to feel like. You know, it's going to be smoking hot. You're going to have a pack on. If you don't know what GORUCK is, it's a uh, special forces um, personnel, veterans that get out and they end up, some of them are actually on reserves and they get out and they run these cohesive um, events where they build teamwork, you make team movements, military type exercises, and they just push you to your limit. I'd, I'd, I've done a one or two and uh, man, I loved it. It's just, it just takes you out your comfort zone and I'm excited. I think we're going to have how many people like six on the team, six or seven. Yeah. I think it's right now from she Doc skills. And that's one of those things too. Like there's go rucks all over the country and uh, just look it up, you know, www.goruck.com. We don't get anything from that, but uh, I think me and Ryan always like to challenge ourselves. And uh, just one of those things that, man, I know, I mean, rucking's a little bit different. And, but I was like, you know, the thing about, you know, when you do it together, you suffer together, there's always this bond that's built. And just, you know, saying you, it's about finishing. And they have different levels of it. They have a light, they have heavy, they have, you know, the different ones kind of see where you're at. Go, I'm just there and go do it. Go try something new. You know, if it's not a go, go, you know, whatever, there's, triathlons there's half marathons there's there's spartan races you know do something uh always you know people's like why do you do that stuff and i was like man he feel alive that's you do feel alive i, I agree with you and also let's not get it twisted you know things get a little rough for me what do you think i'm going to go back to benavides you know i'm going to always ask is this hard compared to what am i pulling somebody out of a helicopter did anybody stab me have i been shot 37 times no i'm doing a challenge this is like an ice bucket challenge on steroids you know what i mean it's not this is this is to this is personal this is selfish just to do you know a challenge i'm ex i'm excited about it too just i mean that part of it just doing something together um with friends with like-minded people and you know i think we'll make some new friends too there you know at the at instant there's some guys we didn't know and we'll probably see some guys we know and hopefully you know if you guys hear the podcast kind of little rock man love to love to sit there and you look for the ball guy it looks like thanos and look for me and uh i promise you i won't be wearing ranger panties anything like that you know some sit there just trying to get the right gear to stay cool. That's it, dude. Um, yeah, if, if we're out, check out our Instagram and our Facebook. We're posting stuff. If we're out, come join us, man. I'd love to meet you, shake your hand, um, and continue to send us messages. I probably get three a week, Rob, where somebody just says some specific thing that was said in the podcast changed his life or put him or recalibrated him or ricocheted him on a new path. And man, I tell you, that's fire. That's fire for me. And we're all forging through the fire to come stronger on the other side. Oh man, this is there. Just, uh, thank you guys for, you know, man, all the positive reviews, all the stuff, this is the feedback and keep, man, keep sending messages and text. And, um, hopefully this week we got a guy, hopefully going to be, uh, interview get set up. We're kind of working on that. Somebody, an actual active duty, uh, Navy chaplain. This week we're working on. Hopefully, he's going to be at my house the next couple of days, and I'm going to twist his arm and make him jump on here. But uh, that's coming up. But man, it's the Go Ruck July 14th, and check it. One, check one out. And man, hey Ron, just take us out today. Uh, hey, hey Rob, it's always a pleasure. Hey, today's Freedom Day, Independence Day, Episode 18-008. We're out.